Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 50th episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, we are dumb, and we are certainly full of opinions, opinions 50 times over. The big 5-0. Oh my gosh, Adam, we made it. We made it, man. We fucking made it, the, bro. It's it's hard to believe that we're 50 days into this. It feels Ooh. like so much longer, doesn't it? Um, oh my gosh, it feels like certainly a marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good marathon way to put that it. I thought I was prepared for, <laughs> and I guess we were to some extent because we're, st- we're still we're still here to some extent. Well, and we were just talking outside <laughs> right before this podcast of just how easy a lot of this comes to us now, as opposed to where we were just compared just, to you know, three uh, weeks ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. This has certainly become, I would say, almost cookie cutter. In, in, yeah. in how we set it up and mm-hmm. how it's done. Uh, we try to switch up the content every day, yeah. what it's about. But, mm-hmm. man, we used to uh, we used to sit there and plan and yep. write. There was a whole process, like an hour to two long before the podcast. I was, I was just going to say, in, in light of it being episode 50, you know, I'd like to go back and just share with you guys where we were when we first started this. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. We when, had no idea. Yeah. So when we first started the podcast, guys, we uh, – we were always trying to think of we. So the first thing we did was we really did. Just, we really did just try to sit down and just bullshit with each other, right? Yes. And we and we, and just, we failed miserably. And we failed miserably. Yes. And <laughs> if you guys go back and listen to like the first podcast, you'll kind of see that we're kind of fighting it was for rough. time. It was yeah. rough. So then we created a new way of doing it where we were trying to think of a specific topic. We would try to think of a topic. And then we'd write down like eight bullet points. Yeah, little (laughs) subtopics about it, you know. And uh, for the most part, we found that when we did that, we would end up only going over those eight bullet points. Yes. And having this weird, awkward time at the end where it wasn't time to end the podcast. Right. But it didn't, it felt natural to end the podcast there. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but it, it I felt like it like fixated us. So we, we would go through these bullet points. And if you and I did get into a tangent, we felt like we had to stop that tangent to stick to, to go the bullet back point. to the subject, you know? Right. And sometimes that those tangents are what create you know, fluent conversation. Right. And so we would find out going back to the bullet points. And then just as you said, then we'd maybe get through them all or we'd just be fighting or really just sometimes not be interested in exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes you just not after 45 minutes of talking about something, Mm -hmm. it's just been, it's done. It's been explained. Yeah. Um, So then we decided we, we evolved mm -hmm. into, uh, we would look at the news. We would find things on the news and this is pretty recently we started doing this, probably yeah. in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, trying to be more relevant with the times, yeah. if you will. Well, and what, <laughs> and what that's done for us that we didn't realize it would do for us, because at first it was just like, look at what's happening in the news, and then that would basically be the topic for the podcast. Right. But what we found out was you would you would start off with like one thing that happened in the news, and then we'd go off into tangents, and then before you knew it, we'd be going over like 20 minutes over our time. And we're yes. like, ah, oh, see, that was good conversation. It, it got much, <laughs> much more fluid, much more natural, I yeah. think. Yes, I agree. Um, and now, man, the last week or so, mm-hmm. we we just literally sit down, guys. Yeah. We just Adam comes home from work. I've been home for a little bit. We mm-hmm. sit down and we just start talking. Yeah. It's um, We've had some great podcasts just doing that. I like to think so. Yeah. Like, like, we're getting nice feedback. So yeah, why don't you guys leave a comment below and tell us what you think. You know? Just write 50, 50 times. Yeah, there you go. Do that. Fuck it. Please do that. <laughs> so uh, Matthew and I actually both have uh, stories to share today that we have not shared with each other yet. True. Um, I have no idea what Adam is going to bring up. Yeah, nor he has no idea what I have to bring up. This is very true. So the story that I'm going to bring up is let me start off right off the back. So, so I'm going to bring up a court case. Oh, okay. uh, something, uh, something that I your own? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 good, no. good. <laughs> that might be a, that might be a conversation for another day. Though we'll see what life brings for me. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, but anyway, so a coworker and I were talking about this, and just to be clear, first, I haven't done like 
intricate research into this particular case myself. Oh, those it are the was, best things to talk about. Yeah, so this yeah, was just a conversation I had with somebody at work, and I remember when this case happened, I don't remember all the details, but she was looking up uh, details about it as we were talking about it. Okay. And it brought up an interesting question as well as it's just a very interesting story all around. So I want to say this happened like five years ago. Okay. To where cool. there was this there was this girl whose mo- whose mother raised her to make her think that she had cancer her okay. whole life. All right. Yeah. So this girl like didn't I if I remember correctly she didn't go to school. She did, she just grew up thinking she had cancer. Like her she her mom I believe would constantly like shave her head and do different things like that. She, oh wow. And she was uh 17 years old and she had they said the like mind of an 8-year-old just because of how uneducated she was. Okay. So this mother so during this uh time of this mother raising this daughter in this very weird way. Right, right. Um, the daughter started to talk to people online, specifically started to get in contact with like a boy online at one point, right? Of course. And I'm not sure of the details, but basically this boy convinced this girl to kill her mother. Whoa. Yeah. That is not what I was expecting yeah. to happen. So that's that's where the court case comes in. Oh, my. So, so did the... Okay, just just continue. Well, so I so I was just gonna say, so I I don't know the details, so I don't know like how she killed the mother, nor do I, and I believe it happened once the daughter. I think the daughter did find out that she didn't actually have cancer, and that's what kind of like snowballed into this whole thing, right? Gotcha. Now, the question that got brought up through this whole thing is through the court case, the daughter who was seventeen when this happened was tried and found guilty of murder, obviously, and she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Oh, it's not so bad. So, well, and I... Well, I mean, it's horrible, but... Right, well, and I agree with you, but the question is, this girl was a 17-year-old girl who was obviously raised, whose growth, you know, as a person was stunted by her mother, making her believe that she had some deadly cancer that was going to eventually kill her. She was abused, her. essentially. Abused. She was essentially abused her whole life. Absolutely. Abused, right. neglected, and I would say ignorant to, uh-huh. you know, the highest extent that a 17-year-old, your average 17-year-old could be. Right. So do you think then, is it right, do you think that girl deserved to go to prison? For 10 years for do, for doing something like this. I mean, I, oh, I understand man. it's murder, but at the same time, this girl was uneducated. She wasn't going to school, so she wasn't socializing. Right. And then the, the few times she did socialize, it was with this boy online. She just found out at 17 that she doesn't have cancer. And then she was, you know, basically coerced into killing her mother so there's there's actually a name, there's a term for this. Um, I was gonna say, making... isn't there like a law of like pleading ignorance or something? Well, like no, that? no. It's so what's going on is it's Munchausen syndrome is what it's called, okay. and that is when a parent, you generally a mother, but I guess it could be either parent, mm-hmm. convinces a child from a very young age that they are sick. So in this some is way. so this is a thing that exists. It's actually like, a mental illness that exists in some. I've only ever heard cases myself of it being the mother, okay. but I don't see why it couldn't be the father. I've just right. never heard of any of those cases. Well, I feel like the um, reason why it's always the mother is because I believe it's kind of a sense of like, like a, a separation issue, right? You know, they they want to make sure they that claim daughter it's a nurturing thing completely right. relies on them for everything. Exactly, it's a reliance thing. It's a it's a need. A need to feel needed, right? But it's a true mental disorder that actually happens in people. It's called Munchausen syndrome. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's okay to end the life of the person who is committing that against you. Correct. Um, because that's an escalation. Mm-hmm. So. If it was a case of she was being kept in a cage in the basement, right, and they were like shocking her every night, okay, or right. like hurting her in some way physically mm-hmm. or something like that, 
then it would be, you know, and she broke loose one day. They didn't tie the door down or something. She kicked the door down and she killed the mom and ran away. Right. So now, okay, you're fleeing, you're fighting for your life. Mm-hmm. You, and I guess an argument can be made that she's fighting for her life either way, but mm-hmm. you're truly fighting for your existence in that case, right? You're being physically harmed. Right. I would say you get away with it there. If it's the case of you're 17, you've been tricked your whole life. Mm-hmm. If she would have just told on her mom or uh-huh. gotten this right people involved, mm-hmm. she would have been totally the victim and in the right, and the mom would have been dealt with in the ways that need to be dealt with. We already deal with people who have this disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my very fragile opinion, <laughs> um, it sounds kind of harsh, but like the easy way to think mm-hmm. of it would be like an eye for an eye. Right. But if you do that, it just, the whole world goes blind. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So yeah, she went a little too far, I think. Well, I, I it was, because I wasn't sure how, because it was my coworker who actually asked me the same question that I just asked you. And I personally wasn't sure how to answer it. Because at one point, you know, what you said is, you know, I do agree with you to an extent of like, you know, murder is murder is murder, you know. And in this right. case, just as you said, it, it wasn't so much a self-defense thing as it was just an, almost a spite thing, right? Right. So, but at the same time, you had mentioned that, you know, she could have reported her mom to the proper people to yeah. let them know and stuff there like that. Yeah, there were other outlets. But at the same time, this 17-year-old girl had the, you know, had the mind and the mental capacity of an 8-year-old due to the way that the mother raised her. So I do I, think I, that I look should be at taken it, into account. Exactly. Yes. So I look at it as like, well, what would an 8-year-old, you know, <sighs> I don't know, like an eight year old would really know like how to, especially if you've been like disassociated from society. I don't think that she should be tried as an adult because there is a big difference. The same exact crime committed by a minor or an Mm -hmm. adult, the punishment is much less severe to a minor in general. So I do think she should be charged as that. I also think that there's something with the law where I don't know the right words to use, but it's something about you don't understand what you're doing fully. Yeah. So, like, if a person with who who is autistic mm-hmm. or a person with Down syndrome right. or something like that, if they have a fit or lose control of themselves in some way and do harm to someone, mm-hmm. um, they're still tried. Whoop. Sorry about that, folks. They're still tried, and they still are are punished because they hurt someone and broke the rules. But I do think that there's some way that the court takes into account that they weren't completely in control or understanding of the the level of damage they were doing. Right. Well, and that's that's what I had brought up to my coworker because I do think there is something written in the just like how you can plead insanity, I do think you can right. plead ignorance to an extent, you know, and they can look at it in that way. Something. I'm not sure what the word is, but I think there is some stipulation right. where yeah, you're not in the right state of mind or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And it's taken into account I mean, she's obviously there's going to be a punishment either way Mm because clearly you ended a life and that you can't just say that's okay. Um, But already right off the bat, you don't see her getting life or 25 plus years. That's right. She gets 10. 10 years for murder when you clearly did it. Mm-hmm. That is kind of lenience in yeah, itself. I guess so, right? And she's not going to go to a max secure prison. Right, you know, they right. have different levels of correctional facilities uh-huh. where it sucks either way. I wouldn't want to go to any of them. Right. But some are a little bit better standards than others. True. She'll probably go to one that's maybe a little bit better, easier, right. less dangerous, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know I, mean, I, mean? Would, I would hope so. I would hope so, too. <laughs> it That's a terrible shame when things like that happen, man. Yeah. Because uh, you're supposed to get judged by, like, a jury of your peers, yeah. you know? And unless there's some people on that jury who have been through the effects of Munchausen syndrome, it's uh-huh. not a jury of her peers. It's people who 
really will never understand the situation she's in yeah. that are what, judging her for it. And you know what's funny is if they were trying to choose a jury, you know, if they were going, when they were going through the process of choosing members for the jury, uh, what's funny is if there were people who have suffered from that syndrome They would before, be specifically taken out. Exactly, because yep. there'd be bias at that yep. point. But, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's another whole story in itself, but... I, I think we've actually talked a little bit about yeah. The I think we had a whole podcast about court. Yeah, the whole concept of juries has baffled me from a very young age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I poor girl. Yeah. You know, I feel for her. I truly do. Yeah. And it's a terrible thing, but no shit. She had a pretty bad life, dude. I know. That's and that's why I was telling. That's why I was talking about today too. I was just like, how fucking sad. Like you're given one life. And you just happen to be birthed to a woman who fucking convinces you. Yeah, an asshole convinces you that you have cancer. I mean, it's – and don't get me wrong. Like I know there's people out there who are born to parents who beat them and, you know, do worse things to them. Sure. But I don't know. There's some level of mental abuse is just as bad as physical at some point. Well, and and that's what I mean. But like the level of mental abuse that's something like that – you know, that, that kind of effect extreme. that can have on somebody is just because I feel like when it comes to things like parents who abuse their kids, whether it's sexually or physically or verbally, whatever it is. Right. I feel like there's we're more well equipped to deal with those kind of situations because unfortunately they do happen quite often. But when, often enough to need professionals for that. Exactly. At least. Yeah. But whereas when you have a case like this, what do you call Munchhauser syndrome? Mun- Munchhausen syndrome. Munchhausen syndrome. When you have somebody going through something like that, that's, you know, I would argue, you know, it happens, but there's I'm sure there's not, you know, thousands upon thousands of doctors and therapists out there no, to deal with it. No, it's that. not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily common, uh-huh. um, but there are hundreds of reports I'm of sure, it, if yeah. not a few thousand reports right. in in recent history. But based you know? off of population, you know, that's still a very small number. Yeah. You know, I would say it probably <laughs> happens more than something like schizophrenia does. Or so, so you think mm-hmm. how how common schizophrenia is? Uh-huh. You know, it's not super common, but right. it affects enough people to where we have professionals and we know about it. Right. I would say that Munchausen syndrome probably happens a little bit more often than that. I, I to would kind of put that. it into some kind of scope because yeah. I think most cases of it uh-huh. of, of Munchausen syndrome don't actually go down documented. I, I think I they're just a, a person who ends up growing up a little bit fucked up uh-huh. and gets over that, moves through that as they become more of an adult. Right. Or does, as you said, and reports, you know, the parent at some point in yeah, some well, way. I think most cases aren't as extreme as this girl. Right. It's usually yeah. not cancer. It's, yeah. you know, you're weak. You're, you don't have a good immune system. You can't play sports with the other kids because right. you're, you're just fragile. You can't. And then it just adds up over time. And that would be a case of Munchausen where right. it probably would never go documented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... It, it, protective mother, mm-hmm. mental disorder. I guess at some point there's a line and it crosses from one to the other. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. <sighs> but, How unfortunate. <laughs> Eminem, Eminem, the rapper. He uh-huh. claims he claims in a lot of his music that he suffered through that. That his mother actually had that disorder. Really? Mm-hmm. Made, I never made knew him that. Think he was uh, sick when he was a kid. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, he raps about it in some of his earlier work. Well, he became a famous rapper, so. Sure did. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 a fucked up thing, dude. Yeah. People do fucked up shit to each other. And the only thing that I could hope that the saving grace of it is usually people like that, like mm-hmm. this girl who go through this kind of stuff, when they're done going through it, they spend the other part of their life, what's left, mm-hmm. helping other people to never have to go through it. Yeah, that's you, true. More often than not is what ends up happening. Um, so she's probably got a lot of really amazing, great things to do with mm-hmm. her life and a lot of people to help and save. Right. She's just got to 
go through this for the next few years yeah. until it's over. And well, I mean, like you said, on. I mean, luckily she's, you know, it, it is only 10 years. I mean, so she'll be 27 when she gets out, you know, still but still a lot of life, still she'll a lot of life, age. still she'll young. She'll literally be our age. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a terrible shame, but it's not game over. Yeah. Not by any means. Um, you know, use the time, get educated, mm -hmm. get a degree. Yeah. Try to do the best you can, right? That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, the reason why it even got in conversation at work today was because I guess they're making a Hulu, uh, on Hulu, they're, they have a show about it now or a, oh, really? Like, or a movie or something well, like that. It is that. quite the, quite yeah. the story. Yeah. You know, not I hope even, they represent it well. I yeah. hope they do a good well, job of. They probably, because it's not like a documentary. It's like, uh, you know, it's like actors and everything, but it's just based off of that. Well, maybe it's just about situation. this syndrome. Yeah, yeah, this kind of situation mm -hmm. happening. Well, in that case, good. I think the world should be a little more educated on it. Yeah. Because it happens, I would venture to say, more than we think. Yeah, I, I would agree with so you. We should know a little bit about it. But yeah, I mean that was that was my thing to open on. That was your thing. <laughs> um, well, my thing is only maybe one to two notches um, less downerish than your thing is. Okay. Okay. So buckle in. So honestly, my thing—it's been going on for a few days now. It's some information that came out maybe two or three days ago. Yeah, four you're days telling ago me about now. that, but uh... and uh, guys. So on this podcast, there so far there's been a certain level that I haven't really wanted to stoop to. Okay. Um, and that is entertainment news. Okay? okay. So we've talked a lot about media and Hollywood yeah. and actors, and I'm all about that. Well, and we did kind of talk about Jesse Smollett too. You could we, argue did. Know we did. We did. But that. I, I, I've tried to avoid this issue because I think it's just. So outrageous. So I'm talking about Cardi B, guys. Good old Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> what did she do? <laughs> now, Adam, you have to understand. Uh -huh. you, Adam doesn't even know about this, guys. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, we're about two days late on this. Okay. So we're going to be the last guys with our opinions out on this whole thing. <laughs> okay. Everyone's already picked a side. Everyone, it's Okay. So a few days ago, Cardi B came out admitting that in her past, she had convinced some gentlemen from some clubs to come mm -hmm. back to hotels with her and she would then drug them get them to pass out and would rob them oh. and would then leave so she admitted to this she admitted to this okay um so i don't know why or how she admitted to this i don't know if she was asked about it or uh -huh. if she was accused of it or if just in good cardi b fashion she decided this is what she was going to tell people this day, uh -huh. okay? But she admitted to it, all about it. So the first day, people were like, what the fuck? What is this? Uh -huh. You know, started getting some some views about it. And then good old Facebook, the book of faces, <laughs> it started to go crazy that they were, everyone was comparing her to Bill Cosby. Okay. Okay, in that the whole Bill Cosby was accused of drugging and raping girls. Was she having sex with these men? Or? No. Okay. She was not, there was zero sexual interaction that she admitted to of any kind. Okay. Okay. Only robbing. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what she admitted. She says, I drugged them, and I fucking took their shit, and I dipped. Okay. Okay. So, Facebook starts to compare her to Bill Cosby. Okay. Few people jump on board. Get it going real hard. And the whole world is in an uproar now. Interesting. That most of what I've been saying has been saying um, robbing people is not as bad. Drugging people and robbing them is not as bad as <laughs> drugging them and raping them. Okay. And we shouldn't compare the two only for the reason that robbing is not as bad as raping. That okay. is the underlying issue that everyone is mad about here, is that we're trying to compare robbing people to raping them. Okay. So no one's upset at Cardi B for doing this. Uh-huh. No one is talking about how terrible... Everyone is mad that a few people attributed drugging and robbing to drugging and raping, and how dare they? 
How sad. Isn't that sad that that that's the thing that everyone is... They threw the social justice warrior thing at it again of how dare you compare a crime to rape. Well, let's talk about how such an influential person, specifically influential to our youth, is teaching them that it's gangster, it's cool to fucking use your looks and use your body to get men to go back to a hotel with them Uh and then drug them and take their stuff. And if you do that, it's not wrong because you're a strong woman. You're empowering yourself because you have to do what you got to do. Well, and that's just it. And then what the fuck? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? What like, the fuck, dude? Because and what angers me more about that is is just as you said. You know, nobody's pointing fingers at Cardi B. They're just pointing fingers at Rob. You know, theft versus rape, right? Yep. And they're. Conan's probably still gonna have Cardi B on his fucking show, along with all the other fucking. Dude, Cardi nightly. B ain't going nowhere. She she actually admitted to it. It's a cool thing for her. It's boosting her popularity. <sighs> now, if a guy was drugging women and robbing them, right? That uproar. He uproar. would not be a gangster. No, that would not be a gangster move. I would argue. I would argue that there's even women out there who admitted to, if they admitted to that, that that people would be in in an uproar also. The problem is, it's Cardi B. And because Cardi B's personality fits the type that would probably drug somebody and rob them, they're like, oh, well, that's just Cardi B. Her gimmick is to be outrageous. Oh, uh, that. So the more I kind of like Cardi B too, but she she just lost me as a fan. Bro, and you know what? It's sad. I really liked her too. I thought that the outrageous thing was fun. I did too. Um, I got a very like Mickey, Nicki Minaj-y kind of feel out of it. Yeah. Very out there. I was even cool with the sexual empower yourself with your body thing, uh-huh. you know? Cool. Rock what you got. Those are your assets. Rock them. You know? I get that. But when you're going to start to say that you're using it to break the law and you're totally cool with doing that because it's it's cool yeah awesome no 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 not at all i'm not okay with that it doesn't it doesn't bode well with me see and what here's the issue too that this is where this is snowballing so fast now is because you had the jesse smollett thing right Uh and we and we talked about this a couple days ago about how you know as long as you have the popularity and you're a celebrity you can basically get away with whatever you want dude his job kept him out of trouble on that one and now we're seeing all of a sudden here's cardi b who admits to something and nobody wants to chastise cardi b they just want to chastise the people chastising cardi b that's the thing people are more mad at the people putting out the posts Mm -hmm. than they are her yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so what we're doing is we're setting a precedence that says celebrities are gods in this country and they can do whatever the fuck they want. They Basically. you want you want to get away with everything? Be a celebrity. That's what we're that's the what we're telling people. Well, we made one the president. <sighs> we sure fucking did, didn't we? It's a crazy world, dude. It's a crazy but then country. At, at some point, apart from Cardi B, okay, uh-huh. like moving on from that. That was my thing about her. Right. We talked about it, guys. There you go. We'll probably make <laughs> a, a clickbait name about it and you'll all <laughs> love it. Okay. But it makes me want to throw up fucking talking about it. So I'm going to move <sighs> on. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How fucking horrible. Like, come uh, on, people. Come on. Anyway, what what were you saying? Because now I lost my train of thought. Because now I threw up in my mouth. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was all it's, I all I was talking about was just how we're setting this precedence of that like celebrities above. can get away with whatever they want, and that's wrong. And and if we're to a point to where like we're just well, because I mean honestly, the same thing is kind of happening with Michael Jackson also right now, and. Like I said, regardless on whether or not you think Michael Jackson did what he's been accused of doing is almost aside from the point. It's the point that somebody was oh. accused of doing this. I remember if my you're, thought now. And if your average Joe was accused of doing this, it'd be a very different situation, you know? Absolutely. But because But because they're celebrities, we put them on such this high pedestal and we're so quick to say they're innocent that we're not even willing to look at everything from a third party perspective you know what i mean it's we look at it, it through rose colored glasses 
you get you get the get out of jail free cards, man. Yeah. Um, but no, what I was gonna say is, you know, I said we elected a celebrity. Yeah. You know, and so apart from things like Cardi B and stuff like that, at a certain point, there really could be an argument that celebrities kind of do represent us better than a lot of politicians do. Mm, yeah. I mean, are they not more attuned to our culture and what's going on? Well, I would, I no, I would say they're not. Absolutely not. Artists, that's they create the culture. They create the culture, but I think at a one at some point they become so disassociated with your average Joe. So I think I told you off mic once what Mark Wahlberg said once. We're going back to Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, but, we love to talk about <laughs> him. Love, but he had said something during the 2016 elections where he stated that he thinks celebrities should should stay out of politics in regards to talking about and trying to sway votes. Right. And his reasoning behind it was that celebrities are so disassociated with the uh, with the blue collar workers that he that they don't any, really any have any more place. than the millionaire politicians are. Well, that's why people hate politicians, though. That's why we were so quick to vote. Donald Trump in because people at, didn't want a politician. At I, least, I know we still got a rich white guy, but the fact is one of the we big, got a celebrity. Well, he's, we got a celebrity. celebrity, but one of the big selling points <laughs> that a lot of people were arguing about Donald Trump is he's not a politician. People didn't want a politician, you know. So, but it's right. le- it was lesser of two evils, I think, in a lot of people's eyes in regards to that. But I don't know. To me, a celebrity could lose <clears throat> could lose the popular vote for themselves mm-hmm. at any minute. Uh-huh. So they could say the wrong thing one day, they could and they'll totally lose their job, they'll lose their position, all their following. Right. If the president says the wrong thing, he's still the president for the next however many years. Right. I mean, when a politician gets elected, mm-hmm. they're in for that many years. Right. So they can stop caring and then re-care again right towards the end. True. True. Celebrities, they got to always care about how they're being seen. Well, and that's wh- exactly why I do not think they represent us. Because one thing I learned very quickly when I was living in Los Angeles for a short period of time is any, you know, and I would put myself more in the middle, right, as far as like liberal or conservative. But if any conservative value that I had that I was raised with, I wouldn't dare talk about it in Los Angeles. Not dare talk <laughs> right. about it because you get chastised for it. It can it's sometimes dependent on whether you get a job or not. Right. So to say that celebrities represent us maybe more than the politicians do, maybe they represent the liberals more, but they're certainly not representing the other side. And there's two sides to the coin. You can't just look at one side of it. I don't know. I think there are conservative celebrities too. There are, but you don't you don't hear that. They're not releasing commercials saying vote for Donald Trump. You saw a bunch of commercials of celebrities coming out saying vote for Hillary Clinton. You didn't see anybody coming out saying vote for Trump or vote or anybody else for that matter. And you never true. see that. True. You yeah, know, that's true. And you are correct. There are conservative ones out there. Tim Allen is a is a famously conservative uh, actor, right? Okay. The home improvement so, guy. The home improvement guy. Oh no kidding. So he, he's he's famously conservative, and I was watching him on a news shows on a news show once. And he was talking about how there are – he was talking about that polarizing view in Hollywood in regards to conservatives and liberals. Right. And he goes, I know tons of conservative actors, but I, will, I, will, I would never tell anybody that they're conservative. And he goes, and nor would they. Oh, wow. You know, that, that's how deep it goes in Hollywood in regards to the bias that there is between liberal views and conservative views. And there are those who speak out with conservative views who blacklisted. No more. Can't work anymore. Because now they've said something that goes against the narrative, so they can't have them in movies. I don't know. At least a lot of them were normal people at some point. Well, at some point they were. I mean, a politician, they're... They're bred and raised and groomed from the minute they're born to be where they are. Well, I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you though. So I I do agree that as far as if the if the question is who represents us more, politicians or celebrities, I would right. say celebrities. 
Well, those but, are the only two groups that have any chance of getting elected. Well, and that's my point, though. Right. You have to so, have a following. But I believe those are also just two evils that you have to choose between. I, I, I don't yeah. th- to say that, you know, if now maybe if it was a little more uh, more equaled out as far as like you had you had a big group of celebrities who are arguing the conservative values and then the other side arguing the liberal values, then I would more agree and be like, yeah, celebrities definitely represent us more than like the politicians do. But if you're a liberal, I would say, yeah, the celebrities represent you big time. But if you're not, they don't. Do you think that we should have more parties, like than the two? Yeah, I do. I think anybody would say we I, that we should, but I, I don't think, think it's going to happen. I think we should have like five, dude. Like five main ones. Like five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that you. society can be more generalized than just, or can is less general than two groups. Mm-hmm. I, I think it takes more than just two sets of generic beliefs. I agree. To split everyone up into, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There, that's why I guess so many people say, "Well, I'm I'm a libertarian. I'm the third party," because right. it's it's very convenient to say that, right? Because then you don't have to pick one of the sides. Well, I don't even think it's so much of. I I think when you say you're a libertarian, it just helps people. It, it helps like soften the blow of conflict is what Absolutely. I think it does, It's know? a total deflector. Because, well, and I, and I think it's an important deflector to have because, I mean, if anybody were to ask me, I would, I would probably say the same thing of I'm a libertarian. It's literally just but, saying you're neutral. It's just yeah. saying I'm neutral. I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. That's literally all it is. Because so it's not an actual like set of beliefs. No, yeah, there's, I mean, people would argue that there is, but I agree with you. People don't say that because they believe it. They say it because they don't want to talk about it. Absolutely. Which is a shame. I think if there were, if there were five parties, Mm -hmm. there would be a lot less um, fighting. Only because inevitably you would have to team up with at least one of the other parties, right? Right. Because you're constantly going to try to get three against two Mm -hmm. because it's five. There's only – so you have to have three for the majority to to do anything. Right. So inevitably you're going to have people who are going to team up. Mm -hmm. You're going to have parties who don't like each other. They're opposites. Right. But at least you're going to get 60% working together at any given time. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas now – Unless we voted in in mm-hmm. that 60-40 percentage, it could be 50-50. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can be anywhere from 50-50 all the way up. Right. So I just think it would spread it out and make it a lot more even to represent everyone. Yeah. There would be a lot less bickering. There would be a lot less of this, like, which side are you on? Because mm-hmm. it wouldn't fucking matter. There's five sides. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and unfortunately, the only way that we're going to – get to that point and the reason why because i mean there's tons of parties but the only reason why none of them are able to get any headway you know i mean you can argue the 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 green party and the libertarian party are the probably the only other two contenders and they're not even anywhere close to you know honestly the, adam i thought those were the same thing <laughs> really i didn't even realize they were two <laughs> different things those are two different parties yeah, i yeah. thought they were the same thing i thought that's all just different words for i don't want to talk about it oh no those are two different parties so like in the last election it was like jill stein was the green party and then i can't remember who the guy was for the libertarian but, but they're not well the, the problem they're not real in the sense that they actually have any kind of political sway over anything right well and that's my point so it comes down to money the reason why Every year or every election year, you have, you know, basically just Republican versus Democrat is because of the money that gets pumped into those campaigns. Right. So and there's no cap as to how much money can be pumped into a campaign. Uh, one thing that I think should be done differently, and I want to say the UK does like this, but I'm not sure. I know there's some kind of European country that does like this, though, where every election year there's a cap to how much the the party can use towards their campaign. I think it used to be done that way. Mm-hmm. And everybody has that cap that they can go to, but then that's it. I think within our lifetimes, they took that cap away. Really? I don't. Do we ever have a cap? I think that it used to have a cap. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not positive. I'm certainly not an expert on it. I, I feel like we didn't have a. Maybe if we did, maybe it was like years and years and years ago before like. Before even like our parents' lifetime, I, I want to say, say around like the Obama days. 
like when he was getting elected for the first time was when they changed right around that time, like early, really? early 2000s. We'll have to look that up after. I think. I'm not sure. I don't but... know. Don't t- take that with a huge grain of salt, <laughs> yeah. guys, because I could be 100% <laughs> wrong. I just, I don't know, for some reason it's tickling me that I, I think that we recently changed that. Recently I, being the last like 20 years. I, I, I feel like we never had a cap because I feel like that's the exact reason why we have lobbyists because lobbyists go out there and try to get as much money as they can from these people to pump into the campaign. And we've had lobbyists for, I mean, fuck, ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think that's one of the big issues is just how much money is packed into these campaigns. And unfortunately, the two contenders right now are Republican and Democrat. And you know what? I don't like either one of them. (laughs) You know? And that's that's what angers me the most is we're always talking about, oh, well, we need somebody to represent us. We need somebody to represent us. And it's like, okay, but you're, you're asking two things that are very black and white where most people are fucking gray. They're literal so total you're, opposite. You're There's li- no middle ground. Yeah, so you're literally asking everybody to choose just that, the less of two evils. Mm-hmm. And one thing that bothers me in regards to how polarizing these two parties are and the reason why if somebody asked me, I'm just like, oh, libertarian, don't want to talk about it, is because I am somebody who personally has some views that fall more on the liberal side and some views that fall on more of the conservative side. But if I'm talking to somebody and the subject and there's a subject that comes up that I just happen to have a conservative view on, I could have all my other things could be liberal views, but if that subject's being discussed and I'm talking about my conservative values about that one subject, what happens? Everybody goes, oh, you're a Republican, period. End of right. story. You're a Republican. Right. And the same thing happens on the other side. So we, it's almost like we feel like we're forced to choose a side because people are just going to group us in with them anyway. So we might as well be the ones making the choice ourselves instead of somebody else making the choice for us. So do you think that what if they literally forced you to vote? What if it was the law that you had to vote mm-hmm. or you'll go to jail? Okay. Like literally it would be like not paying your taxes. You okay. might get away with it for a few years, but right. if they find out you go to jail like for a long time. Okay. okay. That level of intensity. You have to vote. Okay. Do you think that would force people to start to create new parties? Because right now it's easy to say, oh, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm mm-hmm. not going to vote. There's zero penalty to doing that, no big deal. Meanwhile, right. the people who are Republicans or Democrats mm-hmm. say, I am that, I'm going to go vote. So they keep perpetuating that and keep it going. I think if you if it was by law, you had to vote. You have to vote. I think you absolutely would, and I think you would have. So, you would. Have I would seen... want a new party because if I have to put a vote down on paper, I don't want to give it to either one of those guys. And I think you would have, if that were the case during the 2016 elections, I think you would have seen a big uproar and a lot of protests arguing just that, that we need more than one major party because there were so many people who hated Hillary Clinton and so many people who hated Donald Trump. So you know? why in such a supposedly democratic society Mm -hmm. okay we're so democratic Mm -hmm. we fucking invented that shit not really the greeks did but (laughs) we're super super democrat why is it your right to not vote why should that not be the Mm -hmm. one thing that you don't have a right on you have to vote as an american citizen uh it's weird to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have an answer to that question, but I also don't think it should be a law to vote, though. Why? Just just, just because we are a democratic society, you know, I, I so think— So you shouldn't have to put into that system? Well, I think we do put into that system. It's called paying taxes. We put into that system in different ways— but and I think it's just one of those things of like, you know, I, it, it was kind of the same argument with the 2016 election. Right. So, yeah, Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote, but Donald Trump won the uh, the Electoral College. Right. Which is what matters. And yeah. there was also a big percentage, more so than a lot of the past elections during the 2016 election of people who did not vote. And the reason mm-hmm. why they did not vote was because everybody was just so sure, well, Hillary Clinton's going to win. And so why do I need to go vote? Whatever, you know? So I think it's one of those 
it's an important lesson to learn of like, okay, well, if you don't vote, you're, you're leaving, you're leaving it up to everybody else to make the decision yeah, for you. We're not learning for our entire lives since we've been alive, mm-hmm. Adam, since the Clinton days and before that. Less than twenty percent of the population votes. Well, I th- we're one of the lowest turnouts in voting in all of the democratic countries on the globe. Well, I think we did. We are learning though, and I think you saw that during the last midterm elections because it happened here in Arizona for the first time. Okay, you saw an immediate response. Well, that's what I mean though, and I I would argue that I mean you're you're arguing that there has been no lesson learned. I'm arguing that we haven't. There are not. There hasn't been enough time that's passed to even see if a lesson has been learned or not. But what we have no, seen, no, I disagree. I think I think twenty six years is enough time. Well, that's, I, but that's, I'm not. That's like multiple different presidents. Yeah, one, but two, three. That's almost four different presidents. But there hasn't been an election as polarizing as this twenty sixteen one in God knows how long. Well, do you remember Florida, the whole Florida thing with, with Little Bush, mm-hmm. with Baby Bush? That was the first time you saw in my lifetime where a president won an election without winning the election. They, well, they didn't win the popular vote, but they won the Electoral College vote, and it was such a big deal. Well, that was the first time you saw a major dispute with with voting, but that, but that had nothing to do— And the same thing do. happened again even worse, and that was one million votes. Or less than a million. This was four million votes this time. Right, but we're but what we're arguing is because the thing that happened with uh, the Florida that that wasn't an issue of people not voting. That was an issue of the votes not being counted correctly. So what we're what we're talking about, right. which is if whether more people voted, there would be a bigger gap, and it wouldn't. It would look. All I'm saying uh-huh. is that we're the only country that I know of in the world uh-huh. where you can choose not to vote and uh-huh. still apply and receive government benefits from the government that you put zero effort into helping create. Okay. Everywhere else in the world, if you that I know of at least, I could mm-hmm. be, maybe I'm wrong, but everywhere that I know of, France, Germany, Italy, all the other democracies, mm-hmm. if you don't vote, uh-huh, you cannot apply for anything that has to do with the government. You can't apply for health care. You can't apply for food stamps, subsidies, nothing. Okay, so I'm for that. You cannot be a part of the system if you do not add to the system. Okay, so I am I am total in agreement with that. If you don't vote, I don't think you should yeah, get Yeah, but they have like 96 or 92% turnout to their votes. Well, but, th- but that's my point though. The, but the argument is whether or not we should make voting a, a law. Right. I don't think voting should be a law where you have to do it but i think the constituency on it should be if you do not vote then you don't get these kind of benefits or this kind of aid okay i would agree with that i can meet in the middle ground there but i don't i don't think that voting should be i think everyone should vote dude i think they should vote too but i don't think it should be something you're forced to do and the thing is if you were forced to do it in this country and people and people didn't like either side or whatnot. All they're going to do is how many people fucking wrote in Harambe the twenty sixteen election? The fucking gorilla. People wrote that in. People went to the voting booths, waited in line to go into and that that's little fine. fucking cubicle. If you want to write that in, that's fine. But right. you have to cast a vote. Well, but that but that's my point though. So it almost becomes like a mute point because you're either going to have people who in a society where it's not against the law. You're going to have people who just uh, not yes, vote, or people are just going to write a bullshit name in. The whole point of it is it's baby steps, though. It's building towards a greater good. Because mm-hmm. immediately, you're right. The first year that you tell people it's the law, you have to vote. Right. Immediately, they're all going to say, fuck you, right? You're, you can't make me do stuff. Right. Well, then the police are going to start arresting people, and they're going to go, oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So out of fear, not respect, because uh-huh. they don't respect you, but out of fear, they're going to start voting. So they're pissed off and they're mad that they have to do this. They're going to write in Mickey Mouse. They're going to write in my middle finger, all this bullshit, right? Uh Uh-huh. But now they're voting. We've put a Band-Aid on that obstacle. We fixed that. Okay. Now, once people are voting, we can work towards maybe educating those people. Mm -hmm. And maybe through a few generations of education and caring more about that, people will start to see 
that what they're being forced to do mm-hmm. is important and they'll be a little bit more enthused about it. In the meantime, you have children who are being born into a world uh-huh. where all they've ever been taught is that it's the law to vote. Right. You have to vote. Now, all the other freedoms, I'm down with them, baby. Right. Don't You shouldn't make anyone do anything they don't want to do. Okay. Except voting. That is the one and only thing. Because without it, there is not a system to be a part of in the first place. You have to do the bare minimum of creating the system, and then you can stop engaging with it if you want to. Yeah, but the the argument's going to always come in to saying that like, oh, well, you you know, like you're not giving in enough to this system, right? The the first argument people are going to give is saying, well, I pay taxes, you know, to a government that is elected, right? So you can't even pay those taxes uh-huh. to a system if you don't elect someone first. Right, but you're but at that same point though, you're having people now who are, you know, <clears throat> all, all I'm saying is that the argument as far as like not putting into the government that you're electing, the argument is well people do, they pay taxes and people pay, you know, people who hate Donald Trump are still paying taxes to somebody they didn't elect. So should those people not have to pay taxes then since that's not somebody that represents them? I mean, how would that change if you force them to vote? Well, no, because I'm not trying to change any taxation laws. Right. Um, but isn't it, But isn't that giving in to the government? I mean, why, why does voting have to be mandatory when we already are forced to no, pay no, taxes? No, no, no. I'm saying you have to give in to creating the government. Got, you have to okay. give in gotcha. to creating it. Now, regardless of... If you want to not have a job uh-huh. and you want to go out and grow your own food uh-huh. and you want to create solar energy, you mm-hmm. want to collect solar energy, you want, you want to be totally off the grid, mm-hmm. you can avoid paying taxes. Right. The only taxes there are income tax and sales tax, mm-hmm. fuel tax, anything. Anytime you buy something is when taxes are involved. Right. So you could stop buying things in theory and in theory you would not have to contribute to that system anymore. But what I'm saying is it's totally unacceptable, in my opinion, to say, Mm -hmm. I am not going to be a part of creating this system, but I am still going to live in the land that is protected and endowed by this system. The the absolute bare minimum is you have to help us make it. Then once it's made, which is one day a fucking year, Mm -hmm. I'm not asking for a whole lot here. One day a year, you go, you fill some bubbles in. Mm -hmm. And then you can stop engaging with it all you want. You don't have to do the tax thing. You don't have to. Whatever you choose to live your life. Most people like to have a job and a house and a car and a family. Right. So we pay taxes to have that stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, it, in, in my opinion, you should have to be a part of creating it. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I really do follow. I just I just disagree. I just, uh, well, I just most people do. Crack, you know, I, I'm definitely in the minority because we haven't changed it. But that does bring so. up uh, another question in regards to voting. Do you think, and this has kind of been a, a conversation, I think, within the last 10 years, people have really been digging into this conversation. Do you think mm-hmm. that uh, voting day should be a day off? Yeah. For everybody. Oh, absolutely. You think so? Yes. Yeah, I yes. agree. Also. Absolutely. It should be a holiday, paid holiday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They should. There should be mobile booths, uh, the mail-in thing, like there already is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Much like in Europe, they make a whole day of it. You get yeah. a paid day off. Um, they make it super accessible. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the stipulation of the whole. If you don't vote, you can't do anything for us like you can't even renew your driver's license bro you can't do shit if you Mm. don't vote you have to live totally off the grid totally by yourself so in the countries where it it is against the law to not vote well i don't think that there is any country that officially has a law that says you must vote but they just can't get the benefits you can't get any benefits if you don't right right right. yes so does that so does that mean that they don't get any benefits until the next election year Correct. Like, yeah, till the next time you vote. Ooh, that's yeah. rough. You give it up for the year. <laughs> and for most people at that point, that's such a hefty penalty uh-huh. that they say, well, why would I not take a paid vacation mm-hmm. very easily given to me? They make they give it to you on a silver fucking pat- right. platter, dude. Well, and see, along— It's an obvious choice. Well, and see, along those lines, I do agree with that. So I would, yeah. be, I would be totally for saying, like, hey, if you don't vote, there are certain things that you're not going to be able to have access to or be able to get especially like 
why government benefits. But as far as going as but as going as far as making it by law, you have to vote. I don't think any of those places have done that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, it does get a little dictatory. It does well, and that's and that's the biggest reason why I disagree with it. It's, it's just slippery um, slopes. Just slippery for slope. me, it's such a simple set of words mm-hmm. that causes so many issues to just go away. Right. Because the level of complaining, of bickering, of sides, of, of, of segregating each other, mm-hmm. it would all go way down, if not away, if everyone could just say, I feel represented. Right. I feel like I was a part of this. Um, you should never feel like your vote doesn't count. Right. And mathematically, your vote, there's never an instance where your vote does not count. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, every number counts. Right. And any intelligent, educated person knows mm-hmm. that, and that's why they vote. Right. The reason people think that my vote doesn't count, it doesn't matter if I go or not, is because the people who we have in power do not want us to vote. Right. So they put a lot of resources into teaching us from a young age that our vote doesn't matter. Mm. That is what's really, really wrong, in my opinion. Um, They are purposely keeping information and knowledge from us so that they can keep more power over us. Well, and in general, and and I, and I agree that that's happening also, but I I feel like then that should be a reason enough for people to want to go out there and vote. And that goes back to kind of the original topic of, you know, the, I do think the 2016 election was definitely a learning experience for a lot of people to know, okay, voting does matter. And I, and I do think in 2020, you're, you're going to see the number of people going out there to vote just fucking skyrocket. So do you agree with, um, mandatory um, mandatory military terms. So for every person to have to do two years in the military when they get out of high school, do you agree with that concept? Um, yes. Yes, I do. Um, the So like initially I wanted to say no just because I'm somebody who personally just never had an interest in joining the military, not not due to like a, a lack of pride for my country or anything like that, just not for me, right? Right. But at the same time though, there are so many positions in the military that never even like step foot on foreign soil and things like that to where like I don't think there's any reason why somebody can't put two years into it. So that would mean Mm -hmm. that that there is a law Mm -hmm. that says, and some countries do do this. Israel does this. Yeah. Um, There is a law in place that says every citizen with Mm -hmm. a social security number has to do two years of service for the military. Right. So if you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. And not to put like you personally on too much blast. Right, right, I'm just right. talking to your friend to friend. Right, you know right, what I, I mean? I respect, yeah, yeah. I respect everywhere you're coming from with this. But if you're okay with mandatory military terms, mm-hmm. what's the difference between forcing someone to be part of a government's military mm-hmm. and forcing them to vote for the leadership in that country? Well, I mean, I, I guess just at face value, there isn't you know much of a difference. But I mean, I look at it that... I think I come from the military aspect a little differently, though, than like how you're thinking of it Mm -hmm. to where like I don't initially think of, oh, it's because you live in this country, you have to, you know, fight for this country or you have to. You don't have to fight. You just have to be a part of the military. Be a part of the military. I look at it as more of like a character building thing of like I think everybody would benefit. Why do you not think of voting as a character building thing? Why do you not think of educating yourself about the different candidates and then going out and casting an opinion about one. Well, How because, is that not? well, because you can force somebody to vote, but you can't force them to do research. Whereas like right. something like the military, when you're embedded in, when you go into the military, you know, especially like boot camp, you know, they, they teach you to make sure you're always standing up straight. You know, they, they, exercise you they teach you to always make your bed every morning right. they, they teach you these life values that i think are character building tools whereas like voting i could do zero research and not even pay attention to the debates or anything and then go to a voting booth and just put somebody's name in or just check mark a box 
box, you know, without, you know, and just doing it because, well, it's the law. So I, I guess this person, you know, there, there's no character building, I feel. But it's in still that. the same amount of rights being taken away either way. It's still mm-hmm. because for someone to go through the military and right. go through boot camp and come out this rising star mm-hmm. of all this discipline, it's because they want to be in the military. We have we have a um, volunteer military. Right. So people who are in it chose to go and do that. Right. Now you start taking everybody and putting them through that process, uh-huh. and you're gonna see a lot less shining stars. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who right now volunteer for the military and they don't make it through. Right. Because they tell the drill instructor to fuck off. They mm-hmm. can't take the structure, they can't take the boot camp. Right. Now, all those people, you can't tell them to fuck off now. They have mm-hmm. to be in that system. Right. So you're going to see a lot different results as far as the whole character building thing. Uh-huh. But the main point, I'm not arguing whether voting or – well, I'm not arguing at all, first of all. We're not, <laughs> we're not discussing We're not right. discussing whether the military or voting is better for you as in your character development. Right. We're discussing whether it's okay or whether it is – taking someone's rights mm-hmm. away to make them do something that has to do with the government. Right. So is it taking someone's rights away to say you have to be part of the military? Well, right now, mm-hmm. yes, because it's a volunteer. Right. But if we have a draft, mm-hmm. if World War Three happens and there's a draft, then you don't have the right to not be in the military at that point. Correct. So we could easily write a law that just mm-hmm. says you don't have the right to not vote. So it's, I think that the fir- the immediate response is mm-hmm. you're taking my rights away. I right. have the right to not cast an opinion. Right. You're taking exactly. that away from me, and yeah. that kind of just feels un-American. That doesn't right. really feel correct. Uh-huh. You know. And I get that. I get that. And I agree wholeheartedly with every other subject mm-hmm. except voting. Literally, voting is the only subject where I'm like, it should be the law. And then after that, I'm all about rights, baby. Well, I, I, given that, uh, given what you just told me, then I would ask you the same question. Do you think there should be like a mandatory, like serve in the military then? If you think there should be a mandatory, uh, you have to vote? <laughs> Not unless there was such a dire situation that we were like losing a war and needed to do it. So, but no, I so think, why have it in one place and not the other then? Well, because I just said I'm all about rights once the system is built. Once those people are in place and you've built a government right. made up of, of the 600 people or whatever it's made up of, uh-huh. then interacting with that, you should have all the rights in the world. I love America. I love our Constitution. It, it protects us from the government. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you have to build that government first. There I is see. nothing to even begin talking about until those people are in power. Then we can start to do things. I feel ya. You know I what I mean? That. And for the military thing, I think our military is so powerful and is so strong. To where it's like not and, necessary. Oh, no, no. I think the reason that it is that way is mm-hmm. because it's a volunteer military. Gotcha. You've always seen much more okay. powerful militaries from volunteer countries. Everyone in the military wants to be there. And they can leave when their contract is up at any point. They keep signing a contract every four years. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I would much rather, dude, if I'm in a trench with a mm-hmm. rifle, I would rather be around guys who volunteered to be there. Right. Than Absolutely. guys who are forced to be there. True. Yeah. True. No, I totally I, get that. I'm all about uh, the volunteer military. So the so like and I am too just to be clear, like I, I am yeah, too. Yeah. You know, like now if, there's very successful there was, countries yeah. like Israel and stuff who <laughs> because of where they live geographically and what's going on in that there's already like, like this built-in pride already. So There's the pride, and they genuinely need a lot of those skills in day-to-day life there. Shit blows up around them all the time. <laughs> yeah. It just does. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think that the military is a wonderful institution, mm-hmm. and everyone can benefit from it. But, well, yeah, I'm all about those rights, though. It should and, be a right not to be in it. And that's where, so that's where kind of where I was coming from with it, too, is like, so, so just to be clear, I— if they if that was on a ballot that said like should people serve for two years I would I would vote no against it. Oh, I'd have to really I, think about it. You know, if it was on a ballot, really, I'd have to really but think serving about in the it. military. 
because yeah, there's so many successful countries that do it. Well, and the the only reason why I put that above like putting it for the law of voting is, you know, and not to sound like a broken record here, but mm. just like it comes back to like we've talked about education before, you know. Oh yeah, I love and it. I think when you take some, you know, it, it's one thing to take somebody who's already smart and intelligent and well put together and put them in the military. You obviously get a good soldier from that. For sure. But then it's another thing to take somebody who's you know not as you know well equipped mentally or physically sure. to put them through that process for a couple years and then them come back being just a stronger American citizen because of it. Absolutely. You know? So that's why I would be more prone to vote yes to like a mandatory military service as opposed to like saying you have to vote. Well, in my world, you would have to pick one or the other, <laughs> or I would put your ass in jail. So, if Ooh, I ever babe. become emperor of the world, that's what I'll be that's doing. That's what you can expect, guys. That's what you can expect. I don't ask much. I just ask that you vote. Yeah. I mean, and and to be clear, you know, it's, you know, and, and I respect people's, you know, right not to vote. But I, I do very much think everybody should. I vote in every election. I you do know, too. I, I think everybody should absolutely. And for those who are pissed off of the results of the 2016 election, guess what? That I fucking happened because a lot of people didn't fucking I vote. I bet nine out of 10 of you did not vote. Yeah. The, of, of you, meaning the ones who are upset with the way things are going. Yes. Of those people. I would venture to say that nine out of 10 of you didn't vote. And my parents, one thing my parents always told me growing up too, is they always said that voting earns you the right to complain about the way things my are going. Do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, if yep. you didn't vote, then you have no right to Don't fucking complain. complain. You didn't even put your opinion in, man. Yeah. There's literally one day a year, one mm -hmm. every four years, where your opinion matters. Yes. You get to speak. It's a little word, but you get to speak it. Yes. And... And it does count. As much as you guys might think it doesn't, it does. It does. If, if nothing else, as we're probably coming to a head here, mm -hmm. just remember, guys, don't let them tell you that your vote does not count because it's a fallacy. It is not true. They're tricking you. Okay? Yes. Your vote matters more as much as anyone else's vote matters. And... The only way that your vote really doesn't matter is if you don't cast it at all. Yes. Okay. So it it, it should be an honor to you. You should be, have pride yeah, to be absolutely. able to vote. Go. A lot of people have died for you to be able to vote, guys. Yes, but you could also argue a lot of people have died for your right not to vote. You know, it's it's definitely a gray area. It's 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 definitely a, a good open for discussion. And I and I'm curious for you guys. Let us know how you think, yeah, guys. Yeah, leave a if, comment. Do you vote? We don't really care who you voted for. We don't yeah. want to hear about that. What's done is done. Yeah. We want to hear more about do you do you participate in voting and maybe why do you participate in it? Mm -hmm. Are you prideful of it? Are you do you do it so you can complain? Yeah. I'd be interested also. Let us know. Yeah. All right. But anyway, that was fun. <laughs> that was Holy fun. shit, I had a lot to say about that. <laughs> so that was I. a good one. That was good. That was good. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of today's podcast, the 50th episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast. And what a riveting conversation it was for the big 5-0. It wasn't supposed to go that way. <laughs> but it certainly did. It sure did. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're listening to this, guess what? There's an update coming out tomorrow. <sighs> tomorrow <gasps> you guys are gonna learn some new and exciting things that hardly millennial are doing here all right guys so thank you for so much for listening remember you can follow us on all the social media platforms uh, we'll have more to say about some of those things tomorrow because there are some changes being made uh thank you so much for listening guys and uh any final thoughts matthew uh you know it's been an honor guys and we can't wait to do it again tomorrow Come on over and we'll we'll do it again. The big five one. Woo! <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.